They say that knowledge is power. And in modern day, that power is just a touch away. With a few keystrokes, I can learn how to make the perfect apple pie for my family, understand quantum physics for school, or find fun classic fairy tales for a podcast. Never has it been so easy to access such a wealth of information. Before the internet, we relied on books and shared knowledge with those around us. But our brains crave knowledge, and humans find it quite rewarding to find answers. But what happens when you have too much knowledge? Or is it even possible to know too much? In an age where there is just so much information easily accessible, it is easy to get caught up in all the details, that we can no longer see the forest in the trees. And as it turns out, we're not the first to ask these questions. Welcome to Tales from the Enchanted Forest, where we bring travelers, fairy tales, folklore, myths, and legends from all over the world. My name is Sparrow, and I will be your host for today. As Fox mentioned last time, we will be doing a series of solo episodes in May and June, and be returning to our regular format in July. That means today is Sparrow's short solo show. Today's story originates from Estonia. And the version that we are relying on for this tale today comes from Andrew Lang's The Violet Fairy Book, first published in 1901. As stated in previous episodes, Nora and Andrew Lang have collected many well-known fairy tales in their books, but their sourcing is not always adequate. While this will not stop us from enjoying the tale, this knowledge is good to keep in mind when analyzing it. After all, knowledge is power. The question is, is it beneficial to have this power? I know one youth who wants to learn more and is ready to do whatever it takes for this intellectual prize. So keep your eyes open, your wits about, and listen closely as I tell the tale of the young man who would have his eyes opened. Once upon a time, there lived a youth who loved nothing more than knowing things others did not. After learning to speak with the birds and the beasts, he discovered that there was a lot that happened under the veil of night that no mortal eyes could ever see. Naturally, this meant that all he wanted was to uncover the secrets of the night. Obsessed and determined to find these hidden truths, he began wandering the land, searching for a wizard that could open his eyes. Eventually, the youth found a great wizard named Mana, who was more knowledgeable than any other wizard he had met. He told his tale to the wizard and begged for his aid. Mana understood this plight and warned the youth. Do not follow after empty knowledge, which will not bring you happiness, but rather evil. Many things are hidden from mortal eyes, for if they knew all there was to know, their hearts would never be at peace. Knowledge kills joy, and one day you will regret it. But if you do not heed my warning, then I can show you the secrets of the night. But you will need more than courage to bear the sight. The wizard turned to the youth, and he could see his resolve. So he continued. Once every seven years, the great serpent king gives a feast to his whole court. Before the king is a golden bowl filled with goat's milk. If you can dip a piece of bread in this bowl of milk 
and eat it before you flee, you will understand all the secrets of the night which are hidden from other mortal eyes. Luckily for you, this feast will happen tomorrow night. You must leave quickly and be bold, or else this will not end well for you. The young man listened intently to the wizard's warning, but was still determined to see this through, no matter the cost. So he thanked the wizard and went on his way. When the following night came, he found a lonely moor where the serpent king held his feast. Ducking behind a bush, he watched and waited for a long time. Finally, the stillness of the night was broken by a sudden bright light in the middle of the moor. All around he saw movement of hundreds of serpents slithering towards the light, where their king was waiting. The youth froze, seeing all the serpents at once. He slowly took a deep breath and steeled himself before quietly moving forward. Everywhere the youth looked, he saw serpents of different sizes and colors. All were intertwined together as a big mass, surrounding a huge serpent. Its body was as thick as a beam, and he wore a golden crown on his head, which was producing the bright light. Hearing the cacophony of their hisses all around, and seeing the eerie way they moved about frightened the youth, and his courage began to falter. But then he saw the golden bowl before the serpent, and he knew he must do this now, or he will never find the courage to do it again. So, with his hair standing on ends and his blood frozen in his veins, he begins to creep forward. Though he is not as stealthy as he thought, because as he moved, all the serpents' heads rose and turned towards him. The serpents lunge at the youth, but luckily for him, they are so intertwined they cannot reach him fast enough. And like lightning, the youth sprang into action, grabbing a piece of bread, dipping it into the goat's milk, and quickly eating it. Once the bread was in his mouth, he ran out as fast as his legs could take him. As he ran, he felt as though an army of soldiers were right on his heels. He could almost hear them shouting and their footsteps closing in on him. He kept running, but he was panting profusely and his exhaustion was catching up to him, and before he knew it, he fell to the ground. While he lay there, he had nightmares of the Serpent King attacking him, which abruptly woke him up. He looked around and found that it was morning, and he was lying on a moor that seemed very far from where he was the previous night. The youth laughed in relief that he was able to escape the perils, even as his body felt heavy after all that had happened. Nevertheless, he was determined to see if the goat's milk had really worked. So that night, he went into the forest and found the wizard had spoken true. For at once, he saw what mortal eyes had never seen before. He saw golden pavilions decorated with silver flags. Before he could wonder what they were doing in the forest, he saw beautiful maidens coming from every direction approaching the pavilions. They were wood nymphs, daughters of the Earth Mother, and were gathering together for their nightly dance. The young man watched from his hiding place and wished he had hundreds of eyes so that he can take in every detail of those moments. 
The wood nymphs danced through the night, and when dawn came, a silver veil fell over them and they vanished. But the youth did not dare move until the sun was high in the sky, at which point he finally turned to go home. He could not wait for the night to come once more, and as soon as it became dusk, he went out into the forest once again. But he saw neither the pavilions nor the wood nymphs. He would go back many nights, but he would never see any of them again. Even so, the young man thought about that beautiful vision he had day and night until he became so obsessed that he cared for nothing else. He was sick to the end of his days, longing to see that vision once more. And that's when he finally understood the wizard's warning. He said to himself, Blindness is man's highest good. And that is the tale of the young man who would have had his eyes opened. The moral of this tale is interesting, and while I personally don't agree with the last line that blindness is a man's highest good, I think there is some merit in reflecting on the things that we may overly focus on and whether they really bring us joy or just distract us from the real world around us. Let us know what you think about the story and its peculiar moral by messaging us on Twitter at From Enchanted or emailing us at TalesFromTheEnchantedForest at gmail.com. Or if you want to see the show notes on this or any previous episodes, please check out our website at www.TalesFromTheEnchantedForest.com. Thank you so much for joining me this week, dear travelers. Fox will be back next week with another exciting solo story. And until then, remember... There's always a place for you in the Enchanted Forest. Thank you.